Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin, and I know that money, like life, can be messy, and it rarely fits inside of a cash envelope. So if you're ready for some grace-filled money discussions, you have come to the right place. Hey friends, so today I thought I would share with you a few ways to win with money in 2023, um, but hopefully there are some good tips for you here because there are some changes that are coming down the pike that may benefit you. So let's go. Number one, and you know I'm going to say this, it's to make a budget. And my favorite way to budget is to budget by paycheck. Why? Because monthly budgets can often feel too broad. Um, now, if you get paid monthly, that's how you need to budget. <laughs> but if you get paid weekly or biweekly, it makes more sense for you to budget by paycheck. And even if you get paid monthly, taking that monthly paycheck and breaking it up by week just feels like a much more manageable way to do things particularly if you struggle with budgeting it's much easier to stick to something five to seven days than it is to stick to something 30 or 31 so budgeting by paycheck and or week will do you right number two take time to review last year's spending where did you overspend where do you think you could have allocated your money better just take some time pull out your bank statements go through them pull out your credit card statements go through them and see where you can be a little bit freer or where you can tighten up. Number three, make some financial goals for the new year. So ours is to build our savings back up to 12 months worth of expenses. We had that and then we got hit by some things. We used the money for other things. We still have a, a pretty decent emergency fund, but I'd feel a little bit better if we have a little bit more in there. So that's going to be our primary focus for the year. I would love it if you were to leave me a comment and tell me what your goal is for the year. Number four is to commit to having a money minute, maybe not every day, but a few times a week. And it's really easy. Just pull out if you use an app to do your budget, or if you use a spreadsheet to do your budget, pull that out. Oh, by the way, my friend Carly from Debt Free Mom has like a $9 budget by paycheck worksheet and I'll link it below but um, pull out your spreadsheet pull out your budgeting app pull out whatever it is you're using go through make sure your bills have posted make sure that nothing fraudulent is going on and that you have your expenses covered for the week and that's money minute we do a money minute on Friday too that's how we budget I call my husband and I'm like what we got going on this week and then we budget <laughs> Number five, if you are not set up for an FSA or an HSA, you need to do that. So an, H an HSA is a health savings account, and that is for people who have high deductible insurance. And an FSA is a flex savings account, and that is usually something that you can get through an employer. So this year, both have increased their contribution limits. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But you can use them for things like paying your copay at the doctor's office or paying for um, eyeglasses or sunscreen 
or prescriptions. Some people can use them to pay uh, tuition at the daycare, that sort of thing. So the voluntary, voluntary employee health FSA. So this year in 2023, the FSA contribution limit is $3,050, which is up $200 from last year, which is still not enough. This isn't like free money it's taken out of your paycheck and you, you're using it to pay medical expenses. They really, you shouldn't be taxed on medical expenses at all. But the way that it works is it's taken out pre-tax, lowers your taxable income, and then you use it to pay medical expenses. Again, that should just be open to everybody. That shouldn't be a special program. It shouldn't have contribution limits. That's my soapbox for the day. We blow through ours quickly being a family of six, but it is what it is. Number six, if you do not already have an emergency fund, get one. This is one of the most controversial statements I've ever made. Every time I say this, people get their feathers ruffled. Your credit card is not an adequate substitute for an emergency fund. A credit card is to build credit not to cover emergency expenses. A catastrophe or an emergency shouldn't come with 19% interest and service charges. So how much emergency fund, so which brings me to my next tip, which is to calculate how much emergency fund you need. And really that's all gonna be dependent upon your needs. So I don't think a thousand dollar starter emergency fund is enough. I will take that with me to the grave. I will like fight over that. A thousand dollars really doesn't cover much of anything anymore. That is outdated, out of touch advice. What, in my opinion, a thousand dollars is a base plus five hundred dollars per person plus five hundred dollars if you own a home plus five hundred dollars for every vehicle. So for my family, that would be like $6,000. And that's, that's the base emergency fund. My husband says one to two months expenses. I say save till you're comfortable. Number seven, this is the year that we are organized with our tax paperwork. This is the year we know where our receipts are. We know where our filing from last year is. We know, we know, and we're organized. So every time a receipt comes in, every time a 1099, if you're a contract employer, employee, whatever, stick it in the same folder in the same spot. I don't care if it's a shoebox under the bed. This is the year we're going to be organized. So go ahead and start getting those together because tax season starts at the end of January. If everyone had to pay taxes, like a self-employed person has to pay taxes, there would be rioting in the street. I have to physically write a check and hand it over or like do the filing online. But if you had to do that, you, you pay way more attention to what's going on. I'll tell you that. So if you are not making regular contributions to your retirement, this is the year to start. And contribution limits are increasing this year. So if you have a 401k, the increase is um, to $22,500 up from $20,500 last year. And remember that is taken out pre-tax, lowers your current taxable income, you invest that amount of money, and then you can start making withdrawals upon retirement when your tax bracket will likely be lower. 
um, a Roth IRA contribution has now increased from 6000 to 6500 and that is post-tax. So you invest after you've paid taxes and then it grows tax-free. So if you were putting in nothing, this year is a great year to start, which brings me to my next tip, which is to educate yourself on investing. Take 15 minutes a week to listen to a podcast or read the chapter of a book. I really recommend The Psychology of Money. It is all about our relationship to money and how we deal with things, but also taking the time to follow some investment accounts like Personal Finance Club on Instagram. Here's a kind of an embarrassing secret. I was putting money into my Roth IRA and then wondering why nothing was happening. I didn't know for a long time, like for like a that you couldn't just put money into it and let that be it. You had to actually invest the money. And so I Googled, I went to NerdWallet, I read articles, and you can do the same thing. So Google away, my friends. Make a plan for your paid time off in 2023 if you have it. Take it. <laughs> Take your time off. I know that right now with the economy, and with layoffs and everything else that it doesn't feel like a good time to be the person who takes off work. But here's the thing, your employer doesn't care about you. So take your paid time off. They're not, you can die at work and you'll be replaced. Maybe they'll come to your funeral. Maybe they'll send a nice card home to your family. Your family will grieve you. Your office will replace you. Take your paid time off. Focus on paying off your high interest debt this year. So when my husband and I were paying off debt, we used a little bit of the debt snowball method, which is lining it up smallest to largest, and a little bit of the avalanche method, which is lining it up by interest rate. But this year feels like a good year to pay off your high interest debt. So figure out what that is and start going after it a little bit at a time. Small changes do make a difference. Do not let anyone tell you that. It doesn't. I keep seeing this trend on TikTok and Instagram saying, you know, stop telling people to not buy coffee. It's not going to save them that much every year. It's not going to be enough to make a down payment. And you're right. It's not. It's never about one habit. It's about all of the habits that you stack on top of each other like Legos to get where you wanted to go. It was the little habits that allowed my family and I to begin paying off debt and then have enough money to start a business and then have enough money to buy a house and then have enough money to travel. It was those little habits that made a big difference. So just pick one from the list, focus on that. As you get confidence, as you build, you can add more to the list and continue on this path towards debt freedom. I would love to hear from you. By the way, can you hear my daughter playing in the background? I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Lydia Sin, on YouTube at The Real Lydia Sin. Somebody took Lydia Sin as a name on YouTube as a handle. So, anyway, it's complicated. Thank you for hanging out with us. You can find this podcast and any show you may have missed at Frugal Debt Life dot com backslash podcast. I would love it if you would subscribe wherever you're listening. You can leave a review on Spotify and Apple if you swipe over the artwork. And that's how people find the show. And I can continue to spread this message of hope and personal finance and and do it in a way that doesn't heap shame because shame serves no one. 
right? It, it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve me. Shame is like judgment. It's something that people use when they want us to validate their choices. And we're just, we're not about that here. So anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I will talk to you soon.